Have you thought about starting your own podcast? Well, if you have, then you want to download Anchor. It's the easiest way that you can make a podcast. They give you everything you need in one place, and it's absolutely for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you were thinking of starting your own podcast, you want to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. How we doing? This is Rob Foster with RBF Fitness and Nutrition. People upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but yeah. they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. You know why you do what you do. So racism, it's out there, but it doesn't have to stop you. Just because somebody might look at you a certain way, that doesn't have to stop your forward progress. Where you have to eliminate the excuses. You gotta make that game plan say, for me to get to that point. Happy Wednesday, everyone. It may be hump day, but it's also podcast day. And that puts a smile on my face because you guys know I love doing this. I love meeting the new people, bringing them to you, sharing their knowledge and their expertise, and helping you get to that next level. And today we're going to break down what that actually means about getting to the next level in your business. And I'm sure we're going to get there because before you can next level your business, you kind of have to next level yourself. And so my guest and I are going to break that down in a few moments. But first, you might be getting sick of hearing about it, but I'm not sick of talking about it. So June 7th, we have the new show starting. We about to get deep with Robert B. Foster. It's going to be a debate show, but a debate show like no other. So it's very easy to get two triggered people in a room and have them yell and scream at each other over controversial topics. So although it may be entertaining to some, it solves nothing. So we, we're going to tackle these controversial issues, but we're going to move towards solutions. See, that big S word that most people don't focus on. Everybody wants to focus on the problems. Nobody wants to focus on solutions. So I'm going to create a platform where we can discuss these problems and what we can do to alleviate them. So the first one on the seventh, we're tackling, should critical race theory be taught in elementary schools? I have five panelists that are from all over the world. And we're going to break down that topic. Then on the 14th, we're going to discuss if Derek Chauvin got a fair trial. Another hot button topic, but I'm not afraid to tackle it. And I have five more panelists for that one as well. Then on the 21st, we're going to discuss what racism means to you. And we're going to give everybody a chance to voice what it means to them. Because what it means for one, it may not mean for, for someone else. And we want to understand where the different perspectives are coming from instead of pigeonholing everyone saying, you should feel this, you should think this. We're not built that way, so I'm not going to treat you that way. 
And then the last one is, does the media gaslight police brutality? That's going to be on the 28th. So it's going to be every Monday. It'll be myself and five other panelists, and it will be streamed exclusively on YouTube. So be on the lookout for that link. Okay, so that starts on in two weeks, actually. less little less than two weeks. So I do want to mention today is the 10-year anniversary of my sister and I doing a kidney transplant. So in Christmas of 2009, she found out that her kidneys were failing. And I was fortunate enough to be a match. And it was on 5-26-11 that we were able to have the surgery done. And she's had 10 extra years added on to her time here. And she's living her best life. She's in great health. And I don't regret doing that one ounce. So if anyone out there, if you are not a registered organ donor, you can go to registerme.org. Because I know when I, when my time is finally up here and anyone else, you have the you have the capability of impacting 50 other lives. 50. I'm going to be up in heaven looking down, being like, that one got my skin. That one got, got my other kidney. That one got my heart. Right? See? So you can leave a legacy of life even in your moment of passing. So let's get to today's topic. So next level. So I, as you see over here to my left, my right, I don't, see, it's all, it's all mirrored, so I never know what's what. Over here, where it says, how to step into your greatness. People always ask me, well, what does that mean to you? And what it means to me is stepping into the things that you're best at. So some people equate it to money. Some people equate it to having things. And it's not saying that any of those answers are wrong because like your interpretations of life, they're, they're yours and it can be whatever you want it to be. But for me, it's becoming the best version of yourself and honing in on the things that you're best at. To me, that's how someone steps into their greatness. And so my guest today, we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about taking your business to the next level. And what does that mean? Because we all hear that that saying, go to the next level, go to the next level. But what does it mean? So I'm not going to give you my de definition of it because that's why I brought on this woman. All right. So welcome to the show, Erica V. What's up? Hey, hey, hey. Thank you so much. It is an honor to be here, especially with my Rhode Island friend. You know yes. I must love Rhode Island, right? That's right. That's right. You're originally from Connecticut, right? I've lived in a lot of places, but I, I was married in Rhode Island, so that's okay. where my heart is. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that. <laughs> even even Rhode Islanders don't say that. Oh no! I'll just be Miss Rhode Island, okay? <laughs> That's great. So so where where are you now? Now I am in Maryland, about thirty okay. minutes outside of DC, and I've just I my my husband was in the military, so we've lived in a lot of places, and I always mm. say, just like my mom did, I always take the best of each place with me. So I don't really have a home place. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> All right. So where where were you born? I was born in New York, okay. in Long Island. Yeah. yeah. And I lived in um, New York City. I've lived in Seattle, Atlanta, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Connecticut, and uh, here in Maryland. So wow. yeah, all over. <laughs> Boy, I, I actually have to go to Long Island this weekend. It's not, it's not for fun, though. 
Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, we lost we lost a me member of the family, so we have to go have our celebration of life on Saturday. We don't say the F word, so we're going for a celebration. Celebration. Of life. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, we all, all wear right. we all wear loud colors, we play music and we just talk about all the the, the, the best parts, you know, the best me memories that we have of the ones we lose. I agree. That's the way oh. it should be done. Mm -hmm. My mom passed away recently and I, her red was her color, red for women's power. So everyone wore red and we celebrated yeah. her legacy. Like you just talked yeah. about legacy. I, I, I think that's a good way to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, it, it's obviously it's still sad. You know, yes, we, of course. We wish that the people were still here with us, but I just know when my time comes, I, like I want to see people just having fun. You know, like having fun, just, just just appreciate the time that I was here, you know, versus mourning that I'm no longer here. Right. So exactly. that's, that's just how our family's wired. I know. like it. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about you. Oh, okay. my gosh. So well, I have you, a story. <laughs> so, well, well, let's let's summarize it first. So, okay. so like, give me give me a 60 second bio of just who is Erica? Okay, who is Erica? Okay, so 60 seconds. All right, start the clock. Okay, and so I am go. a girl. <laughs> I am a girl who grew up super poor, always felt less than like the ugly duckling, never felt like I belonged anywhere. But I always knew in my heart that God saved me from so many things that I had a purpose. I was here for a reason. I just had to figure out what it was. Once I figured out what it was, it's kind of like a knock in the head. You'll hear about that when it just hit me. This is what I meant to do. And once I made that decision, I would step into my greatness. My life has changed exponentially. And so has many other people's lives have changed because I decided to show up differently. So that's mm, <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right. So so take take me through feeling like the ugly duckling. Like Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Well, so when I was little girl, so I lived in New York City, like I said. So I um I lived in so if anyone knows New York City, I lived in the Upper East Side. So that's like think Fifth Avenue, think you know all those places, right? Well, um the apartment I lived in with my mom and my grandma. My mom had fled a domestic violence situation and we lived with my grandma. The we had a toilet like in a closet and our mm -hmm. bathtub was in the kitchen, okay? There was only three rooms. Wow. So for me, I describe like ugly duckling as this, like, you know, you just don't fit in. So here I am. Everyone else has a doorman. Everyone has a nanny, all this. And we didn't really have much. Like I thought people were rich if they had a like a, a bathtub in the same room <laughs> as the toilet and the sink. Like that was <laughs> what I wanted. And if you had a dishwasher or a washer and dryer, oh man. Like mm. <laughs> so I just felt like I'm so different. Like, why am I different? You know? So that's where it all started when I started realizing, you know, when you get to that certain age in elementary school and you start realizing, oh, their clothes are different or their house house is different or the food they eat is even different. Like I know you'll know about nutrition, but my mom, everything was canned or boxed. I never had fresh things. So um, I just felt like I just was different and I, and I didn't, I, I just, I just knew. Okay. So then we left um, New York and we moved to Seattle for a better life. It didn't work out. And we moved to Connecticut in an area, which is like Beverly Hills. We're living in the basement, though. 
of a house. And here we go again, right? And this was very, uh, everyone had like Esprit and Benetton and I'm dating myself, I'm 45, right? <laughs> and swatch watches and all this stuff. And, and, and it was a struggle for my mom to buy me these things so I could fit in, right? Yeah. And um, I just, it was always that I'd go to school and I'd see all these people and they all seemed to know what was happening. They all seemed to be very similar. And even with education, I, I wasn't getting good grades and I didn't know what it was. And guess what? I had dyslexia and it went undiagnosed until I was an adult. So here I was feeling like I don't understand why I'm sitting in this classroom with 20 other kids and they all just understood what just happened. And I didn't. And of course, the teachers would tell my mom I wasn't applying myself. And that really wasn't me. But something else happened to me in elementary school. We had went back to New York City to visit my grandma for spring break. And I was run over by a car while I was wow. walking on the sidewalk. Okay. Yeah. Crazy, right? So, um, I, you know, my mom had, my mom was like five foot. Okay. And she pulled me out from underneath the tire. You know, when you're going oh through God. something, your adrenaline comes oh, yeah. in, right? Yeah. And she pulled me out. I had a concussion and things like that. And I, I had issues after that. I couldn't run at recess with the kids. So once again, now I don't have the clothes. I live in a different place. And now I can't run and jump and do all of these things like everybody else. So I, you know, I still went to school and I would find some other people to play with or do something else. I tried to make the most of it. But every day on that school bus, they would always think, oh my gosh, I would dream. What will my life be like when I'm a grown up? And I would always dream about being a CEO and I would be in charge. I just wanted to be in charge. So those were some of the things early on where I noticed I'm just different. I'm just I don't know why I'm here. You know, it was like that. Why, God, why did you put me here and let me go through all of these things? You know, mm. that all was right. hard. All right. So how was, how was high school for you? High school. Oh, my gracious. Okay. So at that point, my mom had moved to Georgia because she um, thought it was going to be less you know, expensive to live there. But I guess there was like a lot of stuff in the economy and she wasn't able to hold down a job. She kept losing her job and she wanted the best life for me. So she um, said, I should probably go move in with my dad in Pennsylvania. So I moved to Pennsylvania and 10 days later, I ended up with a black eye. My dad wasn't too thrilled about me being there. So now I'm in this brand new school. Can you imagine? Here I go. Now I'm sticking out like a sore thumb. There's that new girl from Georgia. Did you see her eye? You know, so I'm, you know, it was just like, I just can't catch a break. But this is where I noticed something within me. I was a fighter. I really liked that school. Maybe my home life wasn't that great, but I was going to find a way to stay in this school. To me, it was like small town USA. I loved this area. So I made friends and I was couch to couch to couch to couch. That's what I did. Got a job. And I was, you know, having to pay people so that I could, their parents, so that I could stay there. So we didn't have cell phones then, but I needed a phone to call my mom. So I would have to pay part of their, their home phone bill so I could stay. And that's what I did until my mom was able to sell her home and move to Pennsylvania. And then we could be reunited. Yeah. So I, I was more about the boys though, when I was in high school. Yeah. Um, but I realized I was a fighter and I, I was working. 
I was, I was, you know, really working. And that's actually when I was introduced to sales for the first time. And that changed my life as well. What part of Pennsylvania? Ah, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. It's the capital. Yep. My husband's always like, this is the tiniest capital I've ever seen. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I've been there. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, I should say I've been to Hershey. And so being oh. there, going to Hershey, you know, you kind of cross over into Harrisburg a little yes, bit. Yes, yes. You blink a little bit and you, you miss it. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. All right. So, so while you were going through all this, did you have like a dream job? Again, it was always that I was going to be in charge. And I, I think it was more like I just wanted to have that control, not to be a bossy pants, okay? But just that I wanted to be in control of my destiny because it felt like everybody else was making decisions. You know, the man who lost control of his car and ran me over, he chose that you know, to drive that day, you know, my dad yeah. made a decision, all of these other people. So I just wanted to be um, in control. And um, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I had gotten my nails done. And I was like, Oh, I'm gonna open up a nail salon. And I did when I was 19. Um, wow. So I just knew that somehow I would make a way but I must say something. Sometimes when people hear a story, and they're like, Oh, my gosh, this girl went through so much. But never, ever did I let it stop me. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't called up in a ball. I just always I just always had that sense that God put me here for a reason. And I just had to figure it out. I love that. Absolutely love that. Because we see too many times in society where people do let it stop them. You know, and people blame their circumstances for why they aren't where, where they want to be. And you see that on so many different fronts. Like, I actually got this inbox message of just hate hate mail because, like, people were, were talking about because, you know, we got the whole racial tension going on in the world. And people were just saying about, you know, like, young black kids don't have opportunities and they don't have this and they don't have that. And I chimed in and I was like, um, we're a little over four years removed from a two term black president. I was like, so why are we going to give people the message that they have no hope, they have no opportunities or they have to climb these unclimbable mountains? Yes. And then and then someone inboxed me with just uh, like like I said, the worst thing in the world. <laughs> you know, but oh, my but, gosh, by yeah. getting out here and preaching hope and said, yes. You know, you're going to go through some stuff, but you know what? You can get through it. You know, you can get through it. You were going through stuff and you chose to not let it define you and you chose to get through it. You know, like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that message. And and that's what people need to hear. Like, and that's why I started the show. You know, like that's why it's called Shut Up and Grind, because everybody, yeah. everybody's going to go through something at some point. Yes. And, I, and I was saying, what you're going to do? You know, and you you chose to not let it stop you, which is exactly. awesome. All right, so you started the the salon. What what was your uh, next, what was your next steps from there? Okay, so I started the nail and tanning salon, um, and at that point, I also started having some medical issues, like um, pain and some unexplained things. Later on in life, I found out that I have multiple sclerosis, and that was the beginning stages of it. So when I was 19, so I had the salon, and my mom would work three jobs and come and help me afterwards. And um, so I had my mom and myself, and I grew this salon. I um, kept growing and growing. I had five different locations at a point. And then when I was 21... 
I um, met a guy. It's not my husband now, um, but um, we opened up a Jamaican restaurant. So oh. I would work in the salon all day, probably till nine or 10. And then I would leave and this Jamaican restaurant was like a walk up. And it was kind of like when the bars were closed, you know, later on mm-hmm. and people would come and eat. And um, so I would do that. So I lived on very little sleep. But you know what? You didn't, I didn't think about it. Like, oh my God, I thought I'm making a difference. I think I'm starting to figure out I was really meant to do something better. And it was just a wonderful experience. So I did all that. Um, and then my health just really started to deteriorate. And the doctor's like, okay, you got to make a decision, your health or your business. And I'm like, my business, my business. And then I was like, okay, he's right. <laughs> so I sold my salon and, you know, it, I had him buy me out from the restaurant. I'm like, what am I going to do? I need to do something. I was like, I'll, I'll just take a break. And you know what I did? I just started going shopping all the time. Like I was just shopping because I was bored. Yeah. And then one day this girl's like, what are you doing? Like someone, like this would have been like a Robert coming into my life. What are you doing? Do something with your life. And she said this to me you were meant for more. And it was like that message that I had been waiting for, remember? And I was like, okay, that's it. What do I like to do? I like to help people. And I had recently had lost 80 pounds at that point. And so I got a job at a weight loss company being a weight loss counselor. Okay. And they said, you can move up in the company. I'm like, okay, when? And they're like, well, it's up to you. And I'm like, okay, so in six months, and I just kept moving up and moving up and moving up in this company. And I started realizing these skills I didn't know I had. They would send me around the country to increase revenue and underperforming weight loss retail centers. And I was quadrupling their income in a two-week time period. And I was like, and and I'm not one to like brag, like, yo, look what I did. But (laughs) it was great to know that I was capable of doing something. I was in demand. Do you know what I mean? I do. I do. So that- See, I wanna I wanna just highlight that because <laughs> you said you had skills that you didn't know you had. Yeah. And and I find that is so true in most people. Because <laughs> in, in a lot of people, it's it's every day what they do, you know, so so they don't really see it as a skill set to go beyond what their current position is. And it was myself included when I was managing managing restaurants, you know, and I would have to give my my sales, my sales rallies. I would have to give my all staff meetings and service meetings, kitchen meetings, kitchen demos, not realizing that I was leading people. I was coaching people. You know, I was helping people be, become better. I was helping people think outside the box. Like I didn't realize that's what I was doing. Right. Cause that was your job. You're like, I'm just doing my job. Right. Exactly. It's like, you know, this is, this is what I'm supposed to do. And then, and even as, as a sports coach and, or even in the younger days as, as a captain of sports teams, like I, like I was always doing it. And so, you know, I dropped that, I dropped out of college. So you fall into that bubble where it's like, well, if you don't have a degree, you're going to be stuck flipping burgers. And so here I am managing, managing restaurants essentially, but I was just managing the people who were flipping burgers, right? But, right. but not realizing I was amassing a ton of skills that I could take to the next level. And so once once I realized that, I was like, "Holy crap! I could have done this a decade ago." Yes. <laughs> you know. All right. So you have these skills that you didn't know know you had. You start moving up the company. You're quadrupling their revenue. Yeah. Then what? Then oh what? gosh, Rob. 
you're not even going to believe what happened. So um, we relocated to Rhode Island, bought our first house. We were engaged and I started getting vertigo, you know, like mm. you're dizzy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so here I am. I've moved up to area supervisor. I'm in charge of all these things. And I had to call in sick because they couldn't drive. I had vertigo. Ring, ring. It's my birthday. You're fired. You can reapply when you're no longer sick. Wow. My birthday, 10 days before my wedding. Okay. And I couldn't believe it. And I remember, I'm thinking, who is this girl? It wasn't even someone who knew me, right? Yeah. And, and I remember saying, oh, uh, I thought you were calling to wish me a happy birthday. And wow. I was just like shocked. But it was uh, like a, that boom, like, yo, you just did all of this for these people. And now that you're sick, you know, which I don't think they can fire you for this anymore. You know, that was almost 18 no, years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, they let you go, you know, and I forgot to tell you something in between after I closed my, um, my shop, I forgot about this one. I started selling cars. Okay. I was doing really great. I got a car accident, not, not one of their cars, but I had, okay. um, my second concussion. Mm. And so that took a lot of, you know, like speech therapy and things like that to recover. But I was a top sales woman, keyword. The dealership I was working at, I was the only woman. They wow. didn't like it. The boys didn't like it. So I was selling more than them. But not because I knew anything about a motor or whatever, horsepower or anything. I can't even back up the truck. But I was selling because I was kind. Well, guess what? They didn't like it. So I got fired from that one too. Wow. So I got fired from that. I forgot. I've got fired from that. Then I lost the wage. Then, <laughs> then I started working at the weight loss company. I forgot about that. So when I got fired the second time, I said, this is ridiculous. I got fired for selling too many cars. Now I get fired because I'm sick. And I thought, I can't do this anymore because I, I, I just need to find a business because I'm not going to fire myself. <laughs> and you know what <laughs> happens though, is that when you get fired, it's like, it, again, remember I always felt less than. So now it brings up all of those feelings of you're not worthy. You're no good. Nobody wants you. Like all of this stuff is in your noggin. And at that moment, it's really critical because you have a decision. Like when I got fired from the car dealership, you know, I was younger, so I went out partying. <laughs> and that's when I, my friend said, you got to do something. Um, and, but I made that decision then to work at the Wayless Company. Then when it happened again, I thought I could have chose because I was getting married, right? I could have chose just to stay at home and which is no no problem with that, right? But I, I always had that thing. Remember, I wanted to be a CEO. Yeah. And I knew my husband, we bought this house based on my income. So imagine that year, I had thousands of dollars in debt trying to figure out why I had vertigo, had a brand new house, getting married, all of this stuff. And I just said, I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna figure it out. But again, that light, that shining light came into me again and said, Erica, this is not what you're meant to be is just to sit here and do nothing. You are meant for more. And those, those words, I just needed to figure out what the more was again. <laughs> exactly. See, and that's, that's what, where I tell people to like, when, when I keep saying to step into your greatness, it's knowing that you are meant for, for more. Cause too many times I hear 
what you just said here about not feeling worthy, you know, you're no good. No one, no one wants me. No one wants to hear my story. And it's, it's so far from the truth. And it's like, whether people believe in God, I always say the universe. I'm like, if, if you just put those good vibes out into the universe, good things are going to happen. Cause I tell people you, you, you know, it goes back to that old saying, seek and you shall find, you know, I tell people whatever you look for that, that's what you're going to see. You know, so if you look for opportunities, then you're going to find opportunities. If you look for problems, you're going to find a whole host of problems. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so like if you just I, say, I need more, what is it? Because like with me, it was just same. It was just finding the right vehicle. So yeah, like I yeah. tried to do sales with this company. I tried to do insurance. I thought about doing real estate. Way too much paperwork and insurance and real estate. I'm not a paperwork guy. You know, so I tried to, to do this, <laughs> and then I tried to do that, and I tried to do this, and you know, it got to the point where my my ex was like, you know, you just keep chasing this this fairy tale dream. You should just go back and manage re restaurants and get some stability. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm like no. I was like, because I I was like, I know you that knew. that I I I can definitely do more. I can be more. I can give more. I just didn't know in what lane. Yeah, exactly. You know, and now I finally found it. And, and I'm trying like I'm trying like hell to get on television. And now I don't have a journalism journalism degree. I don't have any, any degree, but I have no background in journalism, no bat no background in broadcasting. But I got drive, I got personality, I have presence. You know, and those three things you cannot teach. I can oh, learn exactly. I can learn everything else in that studio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so like that's when I'm reaching out to people, I'm reaching out onto my friends. I've seen people play play professional sports for f f 15 years and then they end up in the booth. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like they I don't know. have any background either. Yeah. So. <laughs> but you know how many times have you looked at someone and they have like, because I would love a reality show. So if you get into this television, you know, hook your girl up. Okay, but yes. how many people like have like all of a sudden have a reality show and you're like, wait, just because they got eight kids or whatever, you know, yeah. but like, or whatever it is, how did that even happen? So exactly. people that don't have like even background, they, they become these superstars. Rob, I know that you can do it. I, I, I can't wait to see. I'll be like, ah, oh, it's my guy over there, Rob, my friend. You know, you know, Dr. Phil makes $95 million a year. Oh man. $95 hey, how about we have the Rob and Erica show? Let's go Let's talk about it. people's problems. For real. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, so I was like, wow, like I'm doing this now for <laughs> a lot less than that. Yeah, move you over, know? Dr. Phil. R and E is on their way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So so take take me through your next steps now. So. Okay. All right. So I got married. <laughs> I have a diagnosis at this point of MS. So remember, I have now have two brain injuries. Mm -hmm. I have MS, and my husband's traveling. He's on a submarine, um, and then he decided to stay in so, so I could get medical coverage. Now we moved to Connecticut. Yeah. Have a baby while my husband's deployed. But it's very risky after you have a baby with MS, there's like this window where you can have like a, a relapse, okay? So my mom was worried and my husband will not admit it, but he did say she should come live with us. And she did, it was him, he invited her. <laughs> so my mom put her house for sale in Pennsylvania and she came to stay with us to help me with Olivia, who's now 16, my baby, while my, my daughter's name. Oh, 
See? Look at that. See, we were meant to be friends. Yeah, so he was gone for almost the first three years of her life. So he was deployed or, or he had to live in another. He was in New Hampshire, other places. So it was all on me. Okay. So, oh, I had started, I forgot. I started a business. <laughs> I started, I forgot about that. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going all over the place. I'm sorry. So okay. after I got fired, I'm sorry, I was looking for something. So I started interviewing. And every time I interviewed, I was like, this is not what I want to do. I don't want to work 70 and 80 hours a week. I'll never see my husband when the little bitty's home. So I, um, I joined a direct sales company because I was like, okay, this seems like it's going to be good for me. There's no territories. I could do whatever I want. So I did that. And like, I sold like $15,000 in three months. Like I was paid off all that debt that was like on top of me, weighting me down because the medical. Mm. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I can do things. I treated it like a job and I do things. I'm doing great. Okay. So now it's like a roller coaster, right? Okay. So everything's great. Business is great. We move. My mom moves in, have the baby, and I'm focused on my baby. <laughs> I was no longer consistent or disciplined. You know what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. So I didn't really attract new business, but I maintained those people that I had met originally. So I had a business running in the background. Okay, so sometimes things in our life happen, right? So now I have a baby, I've gained weight, my husband's not there, my mom is here, all of these life changes happen. I lost my self-confidence. So what happened was I would have a business card and I would go up to someone and say, <laughs> I kind of laugh at myself now because I would never do this. Here's my card. Don't worry. I'll never uh, try to sell you anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh my gosh. But at least I was handing out my card, right? But yeah. I just, I went from up here to down here. Okay. And then, you know, that little voice, hmm, you know, it's past your time now. You know, you missed an opportunity. Yeah. Just, just, you know what? Just do it a little bit. That's all. That's all you can do. Your body's all messed up. You can't do these things. Just do the minimum. At least you have a little something for yourself. Yeah. So that's what happened. I lost. I. It's not like I lost my business. I just didn't grow it anymore. You know. And I'm lucky those people stayed with me because apparently I give good customer service when I focus, right? <laughs> yeah. But I didn't do anything extra. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what, and it's, it's, it, do you see how much emotion our thoughts affect our income? It affects exactly the people that you attract into your life. Like, yeah, because if you're like Debbie Downer, it, it look around you. Is everybody else like that? So you're talking about like uh, being the best version of yourself. That was not the best version of myself. <laughs> yeah, it's like talking about the law of attraction. I had someone on who wrote wrote a book about it, and he said that people like there are people that don't believe in it, and I was like, whether they believe in it or not, it works because <laughs> if you either you focus on the positive things and you attract to it, if not, then you're not focused on the positive things and you're attracted to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so yeah. it, it, it works with, whether you want it to or not. Yes. <laughs> you yes. Know? yes. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're absolutely right there. And, and what, what you said there about, about the people telling you that, you know, you pass your time and, and all that stuff, that, that drives me insane. Cause you hear that 
in, in the fitness world, you hear it in the business world, and just in life in general, there's always someone that's not doing what you want to do who's trying to tell you it's not possible. Right, exactly. But, uh, that's one of my oh. biggest pet peeves I in know. the world. Now, does that happen with guys as well? Because I know that a lot of women, they'll listen to their girlfriend because it's their friend, but they don't take their, they didn't look a little deeper and think, wait, yo, she she doesn't have a business. She doesn't have this. She, why am I listening to her? Do do my, do guys talk to their friends like that? Yo, don't do that. Or is it mostly, do you, do you find it's a lot of women that have those conversations? I have, I have to be honest with you here. So yeah. So well, you better I, be. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> I, I always say if you need advice or anyone needs advice on something, ask the opposite sex. Oh. I, I find I find that that, that works because you get a bunch of men around, then testosterone takes over. Uh. You know, women come around like, and again, I'm not stuffing everyone into the same I box. Know. This is just in my travels. Like right, right, right. You know, I work with 95% women. So I'm exposed to it every single day. Yeah. And like when a problem arises, a lot, lot of women, they just kind of swirl around the problem. Yes. And that, that's when I step in, I'm like, hey, how about XYZ? You know, because like when it comes to certain things, men's ra- rationale, you know, kind of take t- takes over. And then with, other, more direct, th- huh? with other things, you need the woman's ability to break down every aspect of it. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and I know some men can do it, some women can do it. I'm just saying right, right. In, I know. in general. Yeah. Yeah. So like when people have relationship issues, you know, it's like if you're a female and you have, have an issue with your husband, ask another man. It's like you need someone who speaks man and, and vice versa. <laughs> you have a problem yeah. with your wife, ask a woman. You need someone who speaks woman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That is can we make a t-shirt? Let's let's get a t-shirt collection going, okay? Yes, absolutely. It's like, it's like people don't understand that we are meant to work together. There's, there's, there's always such a such a fight for individuality and independence. It's like we're we're not here for that. We're here to work together. Yes. We have di- right, we have different skill sets for a reason. Mm, yes. You know? So so that's that's my my answer to that all the time is ask someone of the opposite sex. Like because I'm looking at this the way I'm wired. You know, right, it's like right. men and women are wired differently. So look at this through your lens. It's like what do you what do you think? Ah, I love that. I love that. Listen, guys out there, listen to what he just said, okay? It'll <laughs> save y'all <laughs> life. <laughs> so true. So true. All right. Let's get back to you. All right. All right. So now you went through that period where you not really lost it all, but you were kind of kind of uh, plateauing for, for a minute. Yeah. What were your next steps? I think the plateau though might be when you're working towards something and then you're, you know, you got something and you're keeping it. I guess I, well, okay. I guess I did. I did. You're right. Okay. Well, I'll take that. I'll take that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I was at that point and then it's time to move. So then we moved. We actually lived in a hotel for six months. My mom, oh, wow. my husband, the dog, and Olivia. And um, the housing market was crazy where we live at that point. Okay. So this yeah. is like 12 years ago, 13. I can't remember. So um, we're in a hotel and just doing the minimal of my business. Okay. And um, then she goes to school, all that stuff. Right. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I should do a little more. So 
So I didn't go from like zero to a hundred. I just went, oh, I did. I do like an hour every few months. Maybe I'll just do 30 <laughs> minutes in a month. Like I just went like inch by inch. And it was, it took so stinking long to gain my confidence. Okay. Because I did, I almost did everything in my power to make it hard. I look back <laughs> and I lead a team of 65 now. And I think, oh my gosh, if they would just do this, go this way, it would be so much easier. But I can see clearly now it was all this self-sabotage because I was afraid of, guess what? What people were thinking of me. I made everything about me. Now I am a giving person. So don't think I'm like this weirdo or anything, but my conversations about business specifically were more about me, you know, not serving. It was all about like, how can I get them to be my customer? How can I get their opinion? But I was so wrapped in the fear of judgment that my words were not the best. You know what I mean? My follow through, I was so scared to follow up. I mean, I was really almost like a bundle of fear. Yes. And it, oh, it's not a good place to be, to be honest. It's in and, and it. And my heart aches when I see people like that because I know what do they say? What's just on the other side of fear yes. <laughs> is, is your success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, it's yeah. like what people don't realize. It's like that for a while. See, like what people don't realize is that that's ingrained in our DNA, you know? So like long, long before there were houses and refrigerators and farms and all that stuff, you know, we were hunter gatherers. Yeah. So, I mean, like think about a squirrel. The, the, the squirrel is the most stressed out animal ever. Right, you, you see them with a the little acorn. Like... Reincarnated <laughs> as a squirrel, okay? <laughs> you know, but that's the thing. It's, it's, like, it's yeah. like they're programmed to look for danger. Yeah, that's true. And, and we we're no different. Like we're programmed to look for for danger. So for a lot of people, and I went through it, and and I still go through it. Like there, there are still things that I'm not a hundred percent comfortable with. You know, speaking is one of them. I can do do this all day long. But <laughs> but think about it. But it's about the topic. Like if if, yeah. if you if you ask me to speak about chemistry, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I know nothing about chemistry. <laughs> so right so don't, don't be asking don't ask your girl for some help because i can't help you in chemistry <laughs> yes see so as i'm trying to help people become better at public speaking it's about being prepared with your message it's like that's that's what what the fear is and that's why they fear the judgment because their messaging isn't dialed in their audience isn't dialed in their product or service isn't dialed in so like exactly yeah because they haven't they practiced that, it <laughs> yes yes or, or even defined it in order to practice it yes yeah, yeah. i so agree once, yeah, once you get past that curve then you can speak about it because now you know what what you're you're talking about yes <laughs> yes yes and i know and sometimes i was just like comparing myself like i would look at others and i would be like how come she's successful? Why is she better than me? You know, but honestly, the only difference was she had the steps and she did it. Yeah, that's it. Yep. I've, I mean, I'll tell you full transparency. I've heard some speakers and I'm like, that person is talking in front of 10,000 people. Right. <laughs> right. Like, what am I doing wrong? Yes, <laughs> like, I'm I know. a far better speaker than that person right now. Yeah. But somehow they put put it together and they were able to get that gig. Right.
Right. I know. I know. I've seen it too myself. And I'm like, yo, what? (laughs) 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 Yeah. That's what I was doing for a while was just kind of just like hanging there. And again, guess what happened? You're not even going to believe what happened next. Well, tell me you banged your head again. I did, but before that, I had another baby. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) I had a baby. And then, um, so in March of 2013, and then December 26, wasn't that your date you just mentioned? Did no, you have my, No, mine was May May 26. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we had the same number, at least. Okay. In there. okay so um, <laughs> December 26, I, w- I got in another car accident. Now, guys, none of these were my fault. Every time I was either walking <laughs> on the sidewalk or I was stopped at a light. Okay. So I don't want anyone thinking, like, don't get in a car with that girl. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> it wasn't me. So I had uh, my third um, concussion. And okay. like, can I just say, though, what I need to become an, a stronger advocate for um, concussions and post-concussion syndrome because mm. they wait too long for treatment, to be honest. And it, the both times I had to fight. Now, the first time, they didn't know anything back then when I was eight, right? So I didn't get treatment. Then the next time, it was delayed almost a year. And then this time again, and I kept saying, no, something is wrong. Rob, you have no idea. Listen, I could not cook because if I put something on the stove, okay, and now the smoke alarm is going off, the Mm. timer is going off, and my husband's like coming out there, and I'm just like on the phone. (laughs) He's like, Erica. I'm like, what? He's like, do you not know? I was like, what? Like my brain couldn't process different things. So I was only focused on my phone. I didn't know what was happening. Didn't so realize your house was filling up with smoke. <laughs> it's crazy. And wow. I had to keep telling the doctors, like, can you just get me some brain help here? Something's wrong. <laughs> I, I went from cooking for my family to now I'm not allowed to. Okay. <laughs> so for safety reasons, I mean, it was my life change in the split second. And guess what? Boom. I'm like, are you kidding me? Now I never have an opportunity to be that CEO, to have that greatness. Cause I waited, I waited, I put it off and now what? And I remember I would drive to the speech therapy and occupational therapy and I would sit in that parking lot and just cry. And I'm not even like a crier, but I kept thinking, how is my life ever going to change? And it was like, I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel because what? I felt like a weirdo. I felt less than because who else goes through this? Come on, three, you know, <laughs> like it was just like every time I would go to a doctor, they'd be like, whoa, I've never heard anyone like this. So I felt like I'm just like some medical freak. How are they ever going to help me? You know, but I was like, okay, you can't feel sorry for yourself. We got to figure this out. You know, I've got to, I'm going to be successful, whether it kills me or not. (laughs) So I was determined. Now, I really didn't exactly know what success was going to look like, but I knew it wasn't going to be what I was doing, which was really, I couldn't really get much done in a day. And I knew your life can change in a second that I was meant for more. And I had to make the best of my dash. That's what I call it. So the time you're here, the time you leave is your dash, right? And that was my wake up call. Well, one of them <laughs> um, that I need to get into action now because my really, my fuel was, what if it happens a fourth time? 
So whatever little capacity I have, I am going to use and I'm going to do something with my life. Nice. <laughs> Don't know what, but I'm going to do something. Love it. So yeah, so that was 2013. Wow. <laughs> All right. So what are you doing now? Yeah. Okay. So fast forward, I do need to give you one little blip what happened. So I worked on myself. I invested in myself. I decided I'm going to figure this out. I need steps to success. Um, well, during that time, my mom was living with us here in Maryland and she got sick. So I was taking her to three to five doctor's appointments a week. And I was like, oh my gosh, here we go again. I had made a decision I was going to be successful, but I have an obstacle. Let me just find a way and make a way. So I started working virtually. Okay. So that was my other thing. Well, then I was doing well. I was, you know, my confidence was raised. I was learning steps. I was making my world work for me. Then she was passing away and I was with her and I was holding her hand and looking at her and thinking, oh my gosh, none of this matters what i meant was it doesn't matter if somebody tells me no it doesn't matter if somebody's like my squeaky voice it doesn't matter their opinions of my size anything it's my journey yes and in that second i changed my life so after that i became a top leader in my direct sales company i've earned a vehicle i've earned diamonds i now coach others to success a decision, a wake-up call, and hopefully that's my last wake-up call because I don't want <laughs> any more. <laughs> so that's my story, you know? And the thing is, I thought that dyslexia, I thought three brain injuries was the worst thing that happened to me. But it turns out these are my gifts. Because of the dyslexia, my noggin thinks differently. Did you know that most of the people on Shark Tank have dyslexia? <laughs> so yeah, many entrepreneurs and the brain injury. Remember when I couldn't figure out the stove? Well, it means I had executive, a part of it was executive functioning disorder. I needed to break everything down into tiny steps. And that's what I use in business. And that is how I've become successful. My ability to look at a business and say, oh, do this, do 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 do. And boom, things happen like magically pretty fast because I see it differently than others. So I'm, hey, listen, nobody wants to have three brain injuries and anything like that. But the fact that it really helped me to be able to serve others. Oh my gosh. I, I am grateful that I went through all of this. See, and that's, that's the thing, right? That's the thing. So I joined the mastermind group last year where the first time I heard the, your message, your message, even though I was already doing it, that, that was the first time I heard it that way. And kind of how you just said, I've had seven surgeries, you know, I've had seven surgeries and there's a story with each one, with each one. And so when people say, oh, but, but you're still out there playing basketball, you're still out there run, running track. I actually just joined the softball league two, two weeks ago. And, and I was like, yeah, exactly. I said, I went through all of that and my body is still strong. <laughs> you know, it's still Because strong. you made decisions along the way. Yes. Yes, like the, the the last surgery I had was on my right elbow, and I'm right-handed. So now I have experience. That I had I had surgery on my right shoulder, right? So I've already had experience doing stuff with my left, the hand. left hand. Yeah. So three weeks prior to surgery, I started doing everything left-handed. Good, and, smart. And so 
you know, the the injury was here. That has nothing to do with here. Right. right? So it's like, all right, even though I'm in the sling, I can still use my hand. Right. You know, like I definitely, like I really couldn't pick stuff up, but I can still hold stuff. Like if I had to open up my water bottle, I could hold it and yeah. open it. Right, you know? right, so, right. Because like, so, so many times, you know, people go through injuries or they go through surgeries and they focus on everything they can't do. Right, right. You know? and, and I say, all right, what can I do? Okay, this I can do. This I can do. I can still shoot baskets left-handed. I can play catch with my daughter with this hand. And I just went through everything I can do and right. stayed, stayed in that positive headspace. Yes. And, and mm-hmm. I really think that that speeds up the healing. Oh, yeah. And and you know what else, though? Because, I mean, I have, well, I also have other stuff. Like, I have psoriasis on my face. I have psoriatic arthritis. My body's attacking myself, you know. And I heard a lady say the other day, just because you're in pain does not mean you can't have a smile. And doesn't mean that you can't accomplish things. Because I think there's, like, a stigma that if something's wrong with you, that you can't do stuff. And it's, like, bad if you try to do stuff, because then what are your doctors? What are people going to think? You know, no, you yeah. push through, right? Like I'm in excruciating pain a lot of the time, but I'm focused on others, right? Serving. And so that, that, that's what fills my, my heart up, you know? See, and speaking of stigmas, like I'm trying to change the stigma of selfish, right? Because people hear selfish and it's um, always a negative thing. I'm yes. like, um, this is my life. This right. is my body. Yeah. <laughs> right? this, yeah. this, is, this is my legacy that I'm going to be leaving for my children. So it's like, I have to make decisions to put myself in the best position That's to be it. able to help others. I know. And I think people focus and I, and, and I'm just speaking like a lot for a lot for women, right? Yeah. We um, take on so much for others that we lose ourselves within there, you know? Um, Did you ever see that TV show, Little People, Big World? They're on a farm in Oregon. I I don't think I've ever seen a full episode, but I know what you're talking about, yes. So, So Amy's the mom, and one day she's in this big house, and she said, now what? I dedicated my life to my children, and now they're gone, and I have nothing for me. I've done nothing for me. And that was also a wake up call for me. Like, yeah, I'm the class mom too. What am I doing for me? And it's not a bad thing to pour into yourself, to better yourself, to go to the gym, to make time. It's, it, I don't know why people think that you just have to just give and give and give yeah. and not fill yourself up, right? And better exactly. yourself. Because, I mean, look at someone like Robin Williams. Remember when he took, oh, when he took yeah. his life a while ago? No, none of us on the fan side saw yeah. that coming. You know, right. Maybe people in his inner circle, maybe don't. Right. But us as fans, we didn't see that coming. We're like, this guy's funny. He yes. travels the world on stages doing his comedy. But inside, he was he was lonely. Oh, yeah. you know, he was lonely. He was lost. He was hurting. Again, that And that's a prime example of doing everything for everyone else while you're slowly dying. Oh, yeah. You know? Exactly. So, the one thing I try to teach my five kids is you have to do what makes you happy. Yep. It's like you can't do what, what John wants to do just because it makes John happy. If it doesn't make right. you, you happy, you have the power to say no. 
Oh, I love that you said that. And I just want to say something, you know, if we have any entrepreneurs here, or, you know, anybody, is that I think what happens in business or direct sales or whatever is that people are listening to all these people they believe they have to listen to, right? And they're following their systems and they're and they're being uncomfortable and they're getting upset with themselves because maybe they're not having that success or whatever. And it just doesn't feel good, maybe the messaging or whatever. But yeah. it, you have to do what feels good to you, right? Yeah. And don't compare yourself to others. Like, look at all the people who were comparing themselves to Robin Williams, thinking, you know, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna do all this. And, and here he was so sad inside. So it, it has to be from a place of fulfillment, right? You know, yeah. for yourself. And you're right, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's about it's about having core values. Yes. You know, yes. One of my mastermind groups, we meet every Tuesday. And one of the first things we do is there's 14 core, core values. I actually have them on the wall, the wall in front of me here. But before every single one, we go through each one. And then I even made some up for my fitness clients. And it's 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 like it's the uh, the Facebook cover photo. Yeah. And like I post it every every few weeks. Like remember, remember the core values. Like we we stick within this. Whatever doesn't fit within this, we don't need it. Oh my no, gosh, I can't believe you just said that. Yes, because for us <laughs> you know, to serve, we have to be yes, within our values. Exactly, exactly. Oh my gosh, I don't think I told you this, did I? That um, So as I was going through all that and talking to people in business, that I realized there's a little problem. People prejudge people. And um, so I named my method of doing business the blessing method, and yes. it's about serving. <laughs> exactly the same thing. It's about how can I serve you? But you can't serve others unless you're okay in here. Yeah. You know, you have to come from a place of knowing that things are going to work out. Things are going to be okay. And nobody has to be perfect, right? Just exactly. consistency, I believe, is the key. But your messaging has to feel comfortable within you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And as you were saying earlier, too, about w women and especially moms taking on everyone else's stress and, oh, yeah. th and thinking that's what they're supposed to do. Yes. And, and as I said, I, I work with mostly with mostly women because a lot of them resonate with that message. When I tell them, like, you're you're trying to be the soccer mom or the soccer coach, uh, yeah. and then you got to do the after school stuff and then you have to go to your job and then you have to do this and then you're your husband's wife and you know, you know, us, us men, you know, we have our messes and all of our other stuff, you know, and, yeah. and we're, we're dealing with that. <laughs> and then, you know, it comes time for, for you to breathe for a second and you just don't know how to. Oh, I you, know. You don't know how to. I said, but flip it, get up a half an hour earlier and breathe first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like breathe first. Take time for you before the kids get up. Write out what, what, what you have to do. As I could, if your day starts while the kids are already awake, you're already oh, yeah. evil. It's Forget not going it. to happen. Yeah, it's <laughs> not going to happen. Exactly. I know. I know. And you know what else, though? So when I was um, saying to my husband, when I was thinking I wanted to do something more, but I wasn't doing the action, um, we were laying in bed one night and I was like, oh, I just want to like have this position in my company. And he's like, you know what? I'm sick of hearing you talk about it. Why don't you just do it? And I, and he wasn't being ugly, but like, like enough already. Right. Yeah. And I said, well, the kids, and he's like, no, don't, 
use the children as an excuse yep. because I'm here. I can help you just set a schedule and we'll figure it out. And I was like, it's <laughs> true. true. My, my ex, my ex, she wanted, she wanted to go and get, um, a medical assistant certification. This is years ago, like when the five kids were little. And so I, I was just getting things going with fitness. And so she, she wasn't working at the time. So I was like, okay, said, so, so go down to Catherine Gibbs, apply. If you get in, we'll figure it out. Like, well, how are we going to make that work with the, whoa, 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 Go, One go step apply, at a time. <laughs> right? Go apply. If you get accepted, we will figure it out. Yes. You know, yeah. it's like we will, it's like everybody has the same 24 hours in this world. You know, so the billionaire and the guy sleep sleeping on the street. They, they got the same yes. 24 hours. So we'll figure out a way to juggle everything and you getting that certification. And we did it. You know, like, was it easy? No. You know, so, but we figured it out. And, and we can figure out anything in this world. Anything that oh, life yeah. can throw at us, we can figure it out. Like you were talking about your three brain injuries. Like my sister had a brain aneurysm burst in 2016, you know, 20% chance of survival. And here, here we go. Four and a half years later, she's still kicking, yes. you know? And it's like, does she have some, some limitations? Yes. And sometimes the limitations, you know, get to her where I have to remind her, Hey, guess what? You could be dead. <laughs> I was like, just think about that. <laughs> What's the alternative, you know? You know? It's young, <laughs> I was like, think about that. Like, you got four kids. Your four kids are flourishing. You got your your husband that's been by your side. He's been like a rock this entire time, handling everything with the kids while you were stuck in that wheelchair. I was yeah. like, so you can sit here and feel sorry for yourself, or you can thank. Thank the stars that you were blessed to, to be still involved in this situation. It's so important because I think it's so easy for people, and I'm not saying specifically your sister, but in general yeah. to be like, oh, well, this happened. And as I became the best version of her, I'm working on it. There's still, of course, yeah. every day, but a better version of myself it's that thinking of gratitude, right? And, you know, like um, someone had said, like, if your husband's driving you crazy and he leaves this coffee cup on the counter <laughs> with the ring every day, instead of getting angry, why does he leave this stinking thing here? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm grateful that I have my husband here, you know, that, you know, and, and I started thinking that way because he was deployed for so long when he leaves these two shoes <laughs> right where I'm going to fall size 13. Okay. I, I, I changed my thoughts. Okay. I'm grateful. He's here. His shoes are here because he's home. And then I just push him over now. Not, you know, I'm not like an angel here. Okay. But I'm just saying that it does take, you know, working on that, but it's that thought of, you know, hey, this may be not be the best thing or I'm having a bad day, but where can I find the positive in this? You know, yes. seeking, just like you said, seeking out positivity. My mom, I always said she was like Mary Poppins. She would say, I never let a negative thought into my head. If it comes, I go, boop, <laughs> I get yes. rid of it. And so when she was in the assisted living, she would say, oh my gosh, do you, she'd always say, do you see these old people? I'm like, mom, you're 80. Oh, this is so funny. She's like, but look, they're slunched over. They're, they're just doing nothing. She's like, I don't want to be like that. So she would force herself to have conversations. She's like, what's happening? She's like, it can be depressing in here. 
But she's like, but let's look at the fish. They had fish. Let's look at the flower. Like she always sought out that. And I thought it was annoying, right? (laughs) Back then. (laughs) But now I'm like, she had it right. Seek. Seek it out, you know? Yeah. So, so true. Again, going back to um, what I was saying about all my surgeries. Yeah. You know, never once what was like, oh, I can't do do this. Like even when I had my major knee surgery where I was in a like a full a full leg splint. Oh, but man. and but I still went to the gym five days a week. On, you made on, it happen on, on my crutches, just doing doing what I could do. And like yeah. even even my, my ex said at one point, she's like, you know, we, we have our, our troubles. She's like, but in all all this time, I've never once heard you say you can't do something. Right. You know, it's always how can we do this? All right, we're gonna get through it. All right, we're gonna make this work. And it just it, it just changes everything. And you know, they say that people make time for what's important to them. And you know, my biggest pet peeve is when people say they're too busy because you know, people say they're too busy, then you see them scrolling on Facebook, right? Yes, it's yes. the mindset, right? But I teach yep. that in my house too with my children, you know, is that so I just taught my little girl how to roller skate and in one day mm-hmm. never fell. I'm I'm like, proud of my coaching skills nice. for that. Um, but not that it's bad if you fall, but she was open to listening, right? And applying and and just thinking about it a different way and not being afraid of if she did fall, it wasn't going to be a bad thing. I think so many people get caught up in the, oh, what was me? Or the fear of success or the fear of failure that paralyzes them. And then what happens? Time moves on and they're still in that one place, you know? And it's hard for you and I, for people like us who find a way, make a way, right, to understand how someone can just kind of waste all those gifts that they have and not show them to the world because of that F word, really, fear, right? Like, yeah, it's true. You know? It's true. And you you hit the nail on the head because there are some situations that come up where I know I'm not the right person to counsel that person because I don't live by that by that value system. So like I'll I'll have someone else you know in my gym like hey you know Tracy come over here this is what what you're dealing with go go give her a pet yeah like cause you're better at that than me cause me I'm I'm here right I'm here I'm at shut up and grind like yeah. if this is what you want to do these are the steps right <laughs> you know like if, if if you can't take it that bluntly then I'm not the right guy for you and getting back to to a to a business uh, the woman I had on yesterday. We were talking about how people are so afraid about not having huge lists or huge followings or or, or anything of that nature. Like, I don't I don't either. And I don't I don't push for that because at the end of the day, you don't need everyone. You just you just need a handful of people that believe in your message. Yes, that's it. That's all you need. Yes, you're right. Because yesterday I was, um, I, I give people 15 minute business chat chat, right? And she told me, I'm so worried about the posting schedule and the followers and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, you could have a million followers, but if they're not the ones who are interested, right? What yeah. does it even matter? Because you're right. You just need those people who are interested in your product or service and, you know, are open to hearing more or sharing it. But this whole thing on social media is a little crazy about like, oh, my followers, my followers. Like that's yeah. like causing a lot of people stress. And again, feeling less than, yeah. you know, you just need to show up. Work on yourself to be the best version of yourself and serve yes. others, you know. And, and, and most of them are trolls, as much as I hate to say this, but oh. it's true. It's true. The majority of them are trolls. Like, 
someone like Ben Shapiro has like 1.6 million million followers, I want to say. But when he goes live, he gets around 20,000 on. Yeah. So, so just think so about 1.6 million, he gets 20K. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like that's his that's his core following. Everyone yeah. else is just following to follow. I know? met this, I met this guy. It's so funny when I, I talk like this. I met this guy, okay, on Clubhouse, <laughs> and we chatted on Instagram, and he's like, Yeah. So if you pay me $35,000, I'm going to get you with these um, influencers and we're going to give a freebie and we're going to do all this. And I was like, what? Because an influencer isn't really want my help. What are they going to promote? I can help someone grow their business, right? But like, I was like, that's not even my people. So he's like, yeah, but your numbers, you'll have all these followers and you'll get the check mark. You'll be, you know, what is it called? Verified. Verified. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like. Whoa. Then when we hung up, you're going to laugh. He didn't even have the check mark. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but he was like trying to convince me with the numbers. And that's like crazy. Why would I have 35,000 people who don't even want what I have? That's silly. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Give us a fi- final word here. Okay. So, you know, if you're in business, I would say to you, my message is to focus on serving. You know, my blessing method is about just focus on what the person is interested in. Don't spam people all over Facebook trying to sell them water if they don't want water. You know, find (laughs) out what they're interested in before you start pushing your product. It's about serving, finding a need. Um, You know, if you're not in business, you know, well, for both, you know, you have a gift, okay? And you just might not know what it is right now. So maybe take a piece of paper today and write down, you know, what are the things people call you up for advice for, right? What are the things that lights you up? Does your face glow when you talk about these things? And maybe do more of that. And so that's my message for you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And just to, to double down on, on what you just said, because just this week alone, that it's happened four times, just random people inbox me just talking about their their products. And I, I always write back with, I don't even know you. Yes. It's <laughs> you know? rude. You know, it's like, rude, I don't even right? know you. No, no, hi, how are you? I see that you're an XYZ. I'd like, <gasps> I'd like to connect. Allow me to ask some questions. Let's dialogue back and forth. And then yeah. let let me ask you. So what is it that what you do? do? Yeah. Right? I That's know. how you do that. Who? You know? I would love to know who thought it was a good idea. To teach people to send these messages. Like, oh, you don't get this one, but I get this one. Hey, are you ready to lose weight? I've got a great product. And then they send me all this. And I was like, do you know how hurtful that is Uh, to say that to somebody? You know, so I never teach that. This is about attracting people to you and genuine conversation and, you know, find out what they're interested in, you know, ask them questions, but never this. And it's so, I don't know. I think it's hurtful and I just think it's rude and it's just, I I don't know. I don't like that. Yeah. It's like, you know, you post, you post about your service and about how you help people and then people will see that and they will reach out to you. Right. You know, like yeah. that's that whole law of attraction. Uh, I put it out and then the right yes. ones will come. <laughs> yes, but you have to use your words correctly. So I was yes. in a group chat and you know what this gal said? I'm in a contest to sell the most houses. Who's looking to buy a house? Mm. And I was like, 
What? Made it all about me. Her, yeah. So, you know, I teach, you know, surveys that sell. And I and I reached out to her just to be kind of like, hey, you know, I was just wondering, would you like to have a business chit chat with me? I have some some tips for you. You know how you can attract people, you know, to you. Find out if they're interested in buying a house or who they know. Now I have a business coach. I don't need you. And I was like, whoa. But she didn't realize the 50 people or whatever it was in that chat were so turned off. And you know what else it did? It made other people who were in real estate, we, we, we're looking at them a little differently too now. We're thinking, oh, are they going to send me that kind of message? So it hurts other people in your industry when you, you do these things. So yeah, no, and, no, no, no. <laughs> and they're not thinking big picture. Oh, they're because, thinking now I need you. <laughs> well, well, not even that. And just saying, all right, you know what? Let me talk to you because I might know someone who needs your service. Right. Right. You know, so like people that ask me to talk, I'm like, sure. I mean, like I have a couple business coaches already, but I'll listen to you because there might be someone in my network that maybe I'm not the right fit fit for them, but you would be perfect. Like yes. a, a couple of, of my fitness clients that, that pay me for fitness advice, they need deeper nutrition guidance. So I had a guest on Esther Bloom and I connected both of them with her. Because she can go deeper into it with them than I can, you know, because it's about servicing my peeps, you exactly. know, so just because I'm, I'm a trainer, you know, coach doesn't mean I know absolutely everything about it. You know, you have, so, your, you have your niche and that's like me. I'm not really onto the mindset. Yeah. I'm more of like, there's, you need systems in place to be successful, right? Like, like a recipe, right? For yeah. success <laughs> versus I don't really work with people who can't get started. You know, I, I give you the magic words and the steps, but if yeah. you're like down in the dumps, I'm not, although I'm a beautiful cheerleader, I'm not the cheerleader who's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the giving you the steps for success. So it's the same thing. We mm. all know what we do. We know what our strengths are because we've been working yeah. on ourselves, right? So yeah. yeah. I love that you want to, um, you know, promote other people and and serve others, and it, it always comes back to you too, right? When you when you yeah. do great, yeah, exactly. Like um, with uh, Michelle Cunningham, I had asked to to uh, be on one of her, her one of her lives, and she's like, "Great." She's like, "And what can I do do for you?" I'm like, "You're letting me on your life." <laughs> like that's all I need. It's like you, yeah. you you're giving me access to your audience. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I was like, I don't need anything else. Yeah. So, but like I just give, give, and whenever I re I reach out to her, like she gets back back to me immediately. Like we we form that that right. friendship, you know. Yes. yes. You know? And 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 that just works. So if she thinks of people that I would be a good fit for, and vice versa, because I've connected her with, with with a couple people on the side, I have people to connect you with as well. Uh, yeah. You know, and that's that's how this whole thing works. Right. You right. Know? It's like it's like we don't fight each other. It's like we oh. we, co we collaborate. Yes, that's the that's the best part. And I think it's like it, we're away from that high school click. Yeah. We are just here like who, who and, and you, when you meet someone and you're talking like your your wheel starts being like, OK, oh, my gosh, I need to, um, you know, talk to my friend about Rob. I need to connect them. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. thinking like, who shall I connect? Because we, we're coming from that place of service versus I just want them for me. I'm going to, you know, it's, yeah. it's just a nice freeing feeling, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. A, a guy I had on a couple shows ago, he, he makes, he makes videos for seven and eight figure companies. Like, like that's his, that's his, his target. Yeah. He does, he does some phenomenal work. It, it's like, 
it's like a movie, you know, for, for oh. their business. Like it's, it's amazing work that he does. And so I told him, I was like, you know, on, on this show alone, I've probably interviewed about 30 people that fit your demographic. Wow. I was, I was like, so I'll connect you with, with a bunch and we'll see where it goes. And he's, he's like, Hey, you know, he's like, I do ha have a finder's fee. He's like, you know, if any of them join, he's like, I'll s send you a check. I was like, don't send me a check. Make me a video. There you go. Exactly. But if, I, if I get two or three, three people that sign on with you, because like his service isn't cheap. But yeah, like I said, go. I mean, hence his target market. Right, know, right. But, but his work is solid, though. I got to say, like, if, if, if I could afford it myself, I, I'd get one. But I was like, but if I can refer you two or three people, I don't even need the 10 minute version. Just give me like a two minute video like that. <laughs> <laughs> like that's all I need. <laughs> so. Oh well, I love it. Well, soon we'll be seeing your new video. I know because you're you're setting in the people. I love it. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and that's how this works. So then, down the line, you know, if if he comes across someone that would be good for for me, he's, he's gonna, gonna be remember. more willing. Yeah, he's gonna be more willing to make that make that connection. Yeah. You know, so like that that woman turning you the blind eye, like. She's actually hurting someone in her circle that's waiting to hear you. Yes, yeah. You know, exactly. it's like that's that's what they don't realize. So my thing is like, all right, who who in my world can use what they have? Like, I don't even think like, what can I get from this person? It's like, who in my world can benefit from talking to her? Yeah, and then and it, we I make think that it's connection. A, it's a good place to be um one of my um new people that i'm working with um i had given her a message to send out to somebody right and the girl's like oh um you know i don't know if i can make it and i, I gave her some keywords to say back and it was just simply asking well would you mind you know referring me would you mind just posting this for me and it was nothing spammy it was just market research yeah. and you know what the girl replied with i only do that for people who are my paid clients oh this is a friend wow and I said, well, you know, that shows you where her, where she's coming from mm -hmm. in her heart. And I was like, well, that was, I was like shocked. I was like, that was wow. a bit harsh, you know? <laughs> and the person on the receiving end is like, what? <laughs> you know, oh, I have, yeah, it happened a couple of times. And I thought this, this is not good. This is not how business is supposed to, nope. to be. So, you know, maybe these people are making a lot of money now, but you know, that kind of behavior, that's not going to fly. You know, soon people are going to start realizing they're not coming from that place of service. They're coming from, you know, the wallet. So, yeah. All right. All right so let's bring, bring this down and we can continue right. talking off offline if you like. Yes, sir. All right. So, um, thank you for joining, you know, thank so, so, but, Anyone who tuned in late, you know, make sure, sure you go back and watch it from the beginning. It's okay. a lot of good nuggets in there. A lot yeah, of there crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So don't, don't sign out. All right. Bye. All right. So say bye to the peeps. All right. Bye, <laughs> I'll see you in a minute. All right. So that was Erica dropping her knowledge. And we're gonna have her on again because we're not done. Like we got we got more stuff that we, we need to discuss, but we'll save that for a future episode. So I'm pretty certain that my Friday person's blowing me off. So I went to confirm a couple times and he hasn't gotten back to me. So if I can't fill that spot, then I'm just gonna take 30 minutes and we're gonna talk about the art of storytelling. And I'm gonna give you a blueprint of how to take 
one of your most painful stories that you have in your arsenal and how to turn it into something powerful that can change someone else's life. All right. So if I can't replace the guest, then that's what we're going to do. All right. So that'll be Friday at 11 Eastern. And you guys have yourselves a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at Robert underscore B underscore Foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.